information. Coalition, you're listening to Progressive Radio Network, the most listened to commercial free and truth radio program in the world. My name is Renee, and the title of our show is What in the Cell is Going On? We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, which can be accessed live on prn.live, or you can also call in 641 793 7091. We are blessed today to continue kind of from the last show we recorded uh, because of the hot, the whatever uh, worldly event it was last Monday. The station was closed, and uh, we're going to continue on with Issa. Issa, are you there? Hello, hello? Hello, Renee. There she is. <laughs> yes, Issa. Um, I, we have you on today as well as Dr. True. Are you on, sir? Hi, Renee. I'm here. I'm uh, traveling, but uh, I'm here. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, if some reason uh, you get disconnected, you know, Issa and I can take over. And, and same here, too. If I, it seems like my internet's not real strong, too. So if, if something happens with my internet, you guys take over. <laughs> we just have to get this information out. Um, last week, or the week before last, when we had our last recorded show, uh, I even was emotional unexpectedly because of Dr. Rashid Buttar being uh, the doctor of a little boy hunter that we worked with for 15 years who was vaccine injured, labeled autistic. He was previously seeing Dr. Buttar. So when I announced uh, his passing, I, I literally uh, got a little bit emotional unexpectedly. It was not a planned thing by no means. Um, and uh, Dr. Troy, I left you a message, but me and Issa kind of decided that it's important that we let, just in honor of him, um, just to let Issa's gonna, that's why I have Issa on, because she's able to play a, the recording, and I want everyone to, to has not seen this video on Rumble to hear it. And then, of course, we want you, if, if you're okay with it, to, you know, fill in the blanks and, of course, you know, clarify and make, you know, the audience understand the missing pieces that there are. So is that okay with you, sir? Yeah, uh, you're breaking up really bad. I think it's on your end. I'm not sure. But before you go to that, uh, to play that uh, that audio, which is it's a great idea, let me just kind of preface it. I first uh, began talking with Dr. Buttar myself back in the beginning of this nonsense in 2020. He was amazing uh, voice of reason, uh, very powerful, well-built, strong individual. I was very impressed with his, his drive and his intellect and fearlessness. As uh, I talked with him, I was not able to have him live on my radio show because of the, the time differences. And we never really got together to, to actually record a special message. But it doesn't matter. He's, his media voice was incredible, and he's, he's sorely missed. Let me just preface what you're going to hear with, again, what we had talked about before. The, the hydrogel itself, the substance that's in these bioweapon jabs, are carrying a payload for want of a better word, a payload of some very more, um, even more deadly structures uh, that are responsible for what's called the Marburg or hemorrhagic fever structure. Now, that there is no doubt. 
the internal interreaction of those payloads of that payload, he discovered from a number of independent sources, not just one, that there is a specific 5G carrier hertz frequency that can be put out in a series of three different pulses. It's like, if you will, trying trying to unlock a key with or unlock a, unlock a lock with a set of three different keys. Now, we don't know exactly when this information and this, uh, this broadcast will happen. It's going to be timed in a sequence. Dr. Buttar knew that. He was getting his health back after being toxically poisoned. And his near-death experience happened in December of 2022. Uh, it's amazing what happened after that. He was prepared to deliver this in a major way in, a, in an international conference that would be well-documented. And he passed away, as we know, on May 18th. It was not accidental. It was, it was absolutely, I call it what it is, murder. So I want to set that stage. So as you, um, you want to add anything to that, uh, Esau, uh, by all means, uh, the message is timely. Uh, it's important. It's critical information, I submit, to get out to whoever cares about freedom, about health, and about the future this country is heading into. Okay, so with that, Isa, go ahead. Uh, add, add what you need to have, and let's go ahead and jump into the, to the message from Dr. Batar. Yeah, we okay. actually feel that we need to do this in honor of Dr. Batar because he didn't get a chance to do it. He sacrificed his life for our children. Oh, absolutely. I, I did the same thing on my radio show last Friday for two hours. A full two hours dedicating to his, um, I mean, what can you say? Let exactly. his words, let his words itself, uh, is his message ring, ring to all that can listen right now. So uh, go ahead, uh, Renee, uh, it's yours. Okay, Isa, you have the ability to re uh, play the recording, so why don't you do that I for us, sweetheart? Okay, thank you. And for our listeners, again, this can be found on Rumble. Dot com, and the title of the video is Dr. Rashid Buttar Murdered for Airing This Video. Here we go. There is something that is of a critical nature that we all need to be aware of, and this is similar to back in February of 2020. I feel like it's almost a deja vu because that's when I first started talking about this and the rest ended up, unfortunately, I wish I'd been wrong, but most of it has transpired since then. The question that I was always asked is, what do you think about this second wave that they're talking about? Do you think that there'll be a second wave? And I said, of course, there's going to be a second wave, but it's not going to be from the virus. It's going to be from the vaccine-induced injury. Uh, which will be compounded by the fear that they've created, which will be further compounded by the introduction of new technology, i.e. the 5G, which some people are saying is going to cause COVID. Of course, it's not going to cause COVID, but the science is clear that it causes a disruption in the voltage-gated calcium channels, causing a permeability to many different pathogens, especially enveloped viruses, of which coronavirus is one of those types, but for any type of pathogen. So 
this is what the concern was back then. And, of course, we've seen that that happened and then the multiple waves that came out. Well, now there's something that is going to be taking place, and, and I've had multiple confirmations of this and actually uh, heard a video and talked to one of the parties that had put that video out. And to say the least, it's disturbing, but I'm going to go ahead and just read this to you. And um, some of you may have already about heard about this. So essentially what appears to be coming down the pipeline is that what has been introduced within the vaccines as we know them, the COVID vaccines, regardless of the type, they have introduced into individuals through these vaccines and the subsequent boosters other components. We have all heard of some of these components. There's talk about the nanotechnology. There's, of course, the spike protein. There are all these different things that are that have been found. There's been the, uh, the graphene oxide, graphene hydroxide. There's been all sorts of different things that have been found within these vaccines and still things that we haven't discovered. I know that about a year ago they found Roundup, okay, that's glyphosate, that's a weed killer in the vaccines. Now, what, a, what is a Roundup, a weed killer, doing inside of vaccines? We don't understand that, but obviously there's all sorts of things that are being found that shouldn't be in the vaccines. But this portion that I'm going to talk about now is something that has been... I guess the word, the right word, we, I had suspicions that they're introducing something into the vaccines that are designed to cause a detrimental effect at a time when they want the detrimental effect to take place, meaning that it's almost like a, a sleeper cell within your own body. It's there. You don't know it's there. There's no effect from it, but then it can be called upon or triggered based upon any type of signal or chemical or maybe too inert, relatively innocuous ingredients, but when they come together, they cause something to happen, and that would be the trigger, if you will, that would cause these sleeper cells within your body to awaken. Now, I've felt that for a, for a long time, in fact, even before COVID, that there were things that were being introduced into our bodies that shouldn't be introduced into our bodies. But now we have confirmation of this, and I'm going to go specifically and talk to you about what is actually in there. So essentially, uh, now from two different sources, we have confirmation, and I've talked to one of those sources myself, that there's something within the vaccines that is being considered as a bioweapon, which is, again, not a new term, but that this particular component within the vaccines, it's almost like a payload. Now, think of a payload. What, is it, what does that mean, a payload? A payload is like when there's a detonation, you have a truck or a trailer, and it's got a bunch of dynamite or explosives on it. So they call it a payload. It's designed to deliver a, a massive eruption or detonation. So they call it a payload because it's not an, an, it wouldn't be like a normal um, onslaught. It would be like a massive onslaught. And so there's going to be a payload with some type of pathogen 
that will be activated by a a sequence of 5G bursts. And these will be basically of a uh, 16 to 18 gigahertz frequency, and it will be essentially three bursts that will be sequential and last a minute. And those will be designed, that those bursts will actually create a signal that will release this payload that is within the hydrogel component of the vaccines. So what exactly is in there? There's supposed to be three pathogens, and these three pathogens are, um, I'm not 100% sure what these pathogens are, but one of them is what they call the Marburg virus, which is essentially a pathogen that mimics the hemorrhagic fever, that creates a hemorrhagic fever component. It's, it's similar to that. And according to, if you look that up, it says that there's a 22, I think it's a 22% to up to a 90% mortality. And Google says it's an 88% mortality, meaning that out of every 100 people that get it, 88% or 88 out of 100 will die. Now, that's designed to justify once, once that release has taken place, once that signal, that signal from the 5G towers signals this release, let me take that back, it's a sequence of three bursts that lasts a minute long, and it's using the 18 gigahertz frequency, or maybe it's the 16 gigahertz frequency, I don't know specifically yet which one, but that's it's between 16 and 18. It will cause the hydrogel to release this payload of a virus or viral load, and they are supposed to be three different types. I don't know all the three different types as I mentioned, but Marburg is supposed to be one of those. When that happens, then everybody that's had the vaccine and these boosters will have this Marburg virus released. And again, we know that 22 to up to 90% mortality rate, but that's when somebody encounters it you know, in, in a natural way, if you will. Whether when it's inside your body already introduced and now released within your body, it's probably going to be a hundred percent mortality rate, meaning that everybody that has it, it's going to be triggered and it's going to be released. And when that happens, yes, obviously these people are going to die. And so we're talking, you know, not hundreds of thousands. We're talking about millions and millions of people worldwide. They're going to have this effect. But what's even more concerning than that, and, and what could be more concerning than that, guys? Remember, everybody had a choice. Some people chose to take this, people ran for it, and I can't um, I can't say that I'm I can't say that I'm disappointed because when you've talked as much as I have about this issue and try to warn as many people as I've tried to warn and they still do it, at, the, at a certain point you say, you know, there's only so much I can do and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and have tears that are being shed because people were not smart enough to use their own brains and look at the science and instead they just jumped in the bandwagon and believed the BS that was that was being you know, fed to them. Because at that point, you know, people have to be responsible for themselves, right? You, you reap the rewards and you pay the consequences of your actions. And so this is something that I've been, like, I say, most of you know this, and many of you have been talking about this just as long as I've been talking about it, over two years at this point. And I can't feel sorry for those people. Now, of course, there may be some people that were forced to do it, but even then, the warnings were out there when people would say to me, oh, what, what am I supposed to do? I have to do this. You know, it's my job. I, if I don't do it, then I'm going to get fired. 
it's your life. You're telling me that having a job is more important than your life, so you're going to go ahead and do that job and then take them shots because you're saying, well, I'm being forced to do it and i got to do it for my job? My God, I'd rather, you know, well, I've had people tell me, well, what am I supposed to do? I, I, I end up homeless. Well, guess what? At least you're alive. You're homeless and alive versus the shot and being dead in the next six months to two years, I don't think there's much of a choice there. I think, you know, I can even say that, oh, well, they're forcing me to. Unless they tied you down and put a gun to your head and said, you know, take the shot or else I'm going to blow your head off. That's the only way you can say force. And I would say to blow my head off. I wouldn't take the vaccine. That just That's just me, though. The point that I'm making is I, I can't get upset or sad uh, at this juncture anymore about the people that have had the vaccine. But here's what the, the, the real issue is. So, yes, millions of lives will be lost. And, yes, it's disappointing. And, yes, it's saddening. And, yes, it is what it is. There's nothing that I can do to, to change that. And we've tried, tried, done everything that I could. And many of you have done the same thing. And many other doctors and researchers and scientists try to do the same thing. But what's the most concerning beyond that, because, again, these people took that, you know, they chose that. They, they took that option. The most egregious thing is that those massive numbers of deaths will then cause a sequence of events to start. And once the cells burst and release the Marburg epidemic, then the Centers for Disease Control and the World Health Organization will assume a control because there's massive amounts of death taking place. And that's where that massive danger lies, because if they can now justify, oh, my God, there's massive hemorrhagic fever, and they're going to take it to the next level to scare more people, to force more people to get vaccinated, you're going to have all those people dying, and they're going to try to justify forcing, force, uh, forcing individuals to get the vaccine. And that's where the real danger is. So I don't know when this is going to happen. Um, I think that they, I think it's going to be sometime this year. We're already... Um, approaching the second half of the second quarter now um, we're in another 15 days we'll be in the second half of the second quarter so as of July 1st we'll be in the third quarter so it's more than concerning obviously um, so the, the question is what can be done and when is this going to happen so as I said, I don't know when it's going to happen, but I would assume that's going to be sooner rather than later, only because they're really, really losing control. They're really losing control because more and more people realize the BS that's about, that's going on about us, uh, you know, around us. And with the recent strike down of the face mask mandate on planes and transportation here in the United States, they are even more, I think, frenzied and panicked. And yes, they've still got a lot of control. There's only about five, six, seven hundred people that are controlling this entire narrative, and then the rest of the people that are following along, they don't know any different. They're just peons, and they're following orders, and they've been bought out, or they've been, um, you know, bribed, or they could have been coerced or manipulated or threatened. But I think not. I think it's probably more they've been bought out. And this is many of the um, medical research, scientific community, and many of the politicians and decision makers and leaders of countries and I, I really don't think they know what the full implications are I think some of them may but most of them probably don't so when is this going to happen I think it's going to happen probably sooner than later sometime this year and what can be done about it 
what can be done about it. So for those people that, let's talk about the people that haven't gotten a vaccine or a booster, I believe for us, we are safe. We're safe from hemorrhagic fever. We're safe from the uh, fallout from this, if you will. However, if this is going to become that virulent, you know, you could pick up hemorrhagic fever from somebody else around you. But if your immune system is intact, you should be, I, uh, I would be confident that if your immune system is intact, you don't have anything to worry about because you don't have that massive payload that's being introduced into your body. But for the people that have had the vaccine, what can be done? Is, that, is there anything about that? And I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that there is something that we had anecdotal evidence that we've been working on this for the last two weeks to see. And um, I've been looking at the research and looking at a lot of the older medical journals. And again, I don't have any conclusive proof of this, but I also don't want to talk it out openly uh, only because I think that this is all being listened to. <laughs> In fact, I know it's being listened to. It's not that I'm concerned whether it's being, whether the message is being listened to or not from the powers that be. It's that if I don't have a large enough venue just to say it, it could be stifled. That message could get stifled. So I want to release it at the advanced message conference when we know that there'll be a few thousand people in the room and there'll be a few thousand people listening, hopefully many thousand people listening live, because once we release it, then everybody will have access to some information. I will tell you that's going to be highly controversial, and I will tell you that it's not going to be a treatment that you have to resort to worrying about you know, where you can get it, because it's, it's readily accessible. What's interesting is that today I saw a report, and I don't know how old this report is, but it was sent to me by one of my um, previous patients, and it was very interesting because uh, it talked about how the Let's see here. I'll just read it to you. It's talking about how ivermectin. Let's see, where did it go? Just, oh, here it is. Hold on. Sorry, guys. Let me just find this here. I, I thought it was on a certain sequence. Uh, so it's basically the federal. There was a federal panel that was put together that recommends the federal panel recommends against using ivermectin to treat COVID nineteen for the first time. Right? This is this is the first time it's happened that they've actually come out officially and said that ivermectin uh, should not be used for the treatment of COVID nineteen. Whereas, in fact. In Japan, if you go back and you look at the, some of the things that have happened in Japan, Japan is very, very conservative when it comes to making any type of medical uh, recommendations. And Japan came out and recommended to all doctors to use ivermectin to treat COVID. So it's very interesting how we see these um, so this, this juxtaposing of medical opinions being given, whereas, in fact, the, the science is very clear, right? Um, ivermectin is one of the safest drugs on the planet is the most one of the most researched drug if not the most researched drug uh, on the planet it is extremely inexpensive uh, the people that developed it won the nobel peace prize and it's been used throughout you know decades now for for anti for, for as a par anti-parasitic 
and it's been used in all different countries, and you can get it over the counter from feed stores and such. And uh, when I was first asked about ivermectin, you know, I said I have a lot of experience with ivermectin in all sorts of animals, dogs, cats, zebra, camels, uh, eland, black buck, yaks, cows, every type of animal you can imagine I have experience with ivermectin. I don't have experience with ivermectin with humans, um, but as far as with animals, I've been using it for probably 15 years or more. And uh, so... It's a very, very safe drug. I've used it intramuscularly. I've used it subcutaneously. I've used it transdermally, you know, uh, many, many different parenteral forms, as well as, of course, oral. And um, it's, it's, a, it's a very, very safe, uh, safe, safe drug. So they're coming out and saying that you can't, you know, you should use ivermectin, and yet other countries have already said that it's very safe to use. And we know how safe the drug is. You know, but don't use a drug that's cheap that's readily available, that has a massive safety profile that has been, you know, extensively published with over 10,000 different studies have been published about it. Don't use that, but use an experimental vaccine that was developed a year or two ago that has all sorts of problems with it that has had the FDA say that they're not going to release the information in the Freedom of Information Act lawsuit that was filed, then finally said that they needed 70, I think it was 74 years they needed, or 77 years they needed to release the data, even though it only took them one year to develop the drug and release it to the market, but to release the safety, to release the safety data to the public, they needed 77 years, which, of course, the thank God the federal judge that was listening to that suit said, uh-uh, you got eight months to release that information. But, um, you know, 70 years, if you have a newborn child that's getting the vaccine in 70 years, that child, 75 years, whatever it is, that person's going to be 75 years old, assuming that they're going to survive the, the vaccination uh, damage. So th- this is this is how ludicrous it is. And no matter when people say, oh, trust the science, well, forget, forget about the science for a second. You know, trust your common sense. The science is settled, but people using that stupid slogan, it's like evidence-based medicine. Evidence-based medicine has nothing to do with based on the evidence. Evidence-based means based on the evidence. But the way they use evidence-based medicine is nothing, it's everything but based on the evidence. It's all, their definition of evidence-based medicine is double-blind placebo-controlled crossover multi-standard trial. Well, remember this about a double-blinded, you know, multi-standard placebo-controlled trial is that it's designed to accumulate facts, okay, which there's no doubt about. There's no argument there for me. It, It does collect a lot of facts. But to call that science, to call an accumulation of facts and label it as science, is like taking a bunch of bricks and calling that a building. Yes, a building is made of bricks, just like science is made of facts. I agree with that. But you can't take a bunch of bricks and throw them there and call that a house. That's, like, that's, that's what they're doing. They're taking a bunch of facts, like bricks, throwing them together and then calling that science. That's like taking a bunch of bricks, throwing them together and calling that a building. No. You got to lay the building the right way. You got to use it, create a foundation, then you use the building, uh, the, the the bricks to build the building up. And that's what facts are used to build science. You don't just throw them together in a pile and call it science because that's not science. Okay, but that's what they call. They accumulate a bunch of facts and call that science, and that's the definition of evidence-based medicine. So it's this hijacking of terminology and and the articulation of that. That technology is now bastardizing and manipulated, and that's exactly what they're going to be doing now. <laughs> that's what they've already done. So, same taking drugs like ivermectin that are safe and that have extensive profiles, and then 
saying not to use that, but then say taking experimental drugs, i.e. these vaccines that have caused all sorts of uh, problems. And, you know, we're finding out all these components that are in there that they haven't developed. They haven't given informed consent. They haven't told people that this stuff, you know, changes your DNA. Even saying things like, well, no, of course it doesn't change your DNA. That's what messenger RNA does. Its job of messenger RNA naturally is to rewrite and repair DNA. So you're rewriting your DNA, and now all the other components that have been found, the nanotechnologies, the more metal particulates, when people have the magnet aspects going on, all the side effects that people have experienced, all these other ingredients that people are finding, the graphene oxide, and all, all these other things that have been found, the, the, the glyphosates and all these things, and now discovering that there's a payload of pathogens that's been introduced into the body, like a sleeper cell, waiting to, for it to be triggered, by an electromagnetic pulse at 18, 16 to 18 gigahertz, 5G signal. There'll be one-minute duration, the sequence of three pulses. that will cause a hydrogel to release this payload, and that, that individual, those individuals that have already had, and they're walking around with this payload of pathogens in the system, it'll erupt, release, and they're at certain, it, it's, a, it's, it's basically a certain death. But then they're going to use those millions of people dying to justify the World Health Organization and the CDC to take over and, you know, impart martial law, whatever they're going to try to do to take control of everybody. That's what they're going to do. It's another false flag type event. So I just wanted to make sure that I get this out to you guys. Um, again, my audience isn't like the millions that were seeing me on YouTube and Facebook before they took me down. But this video is going to go on um, my Rumble channel. And I would ask for you guys to find that channel and tell people to go there so they can hear this firsthand. And there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Dr. Tuyan. Yeah, that's that's something. Uh, so, Dr. Tuyan, would you would you tell us a little bit more about that Marburg virus that he was talking about? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, yeah. The Let me just reiterate. This is really, really important to understand what a virus is. A virus is not living. It has no substance. A virus is simply dead cellular material. So when you talk about releasing a symptomology, we're talking about releasing pathogens to the hydrogel structure. Now, the whole thing is as I discussed with Dr. Buttar, in depth, in depth. This is what you have to understand, ladies and gentlemen. The mechanism of the creation of these dead viruses is taking over time, letting it destroy your, your material of your cells. The cells normally will, will uh, take the dead cell material and bring it through your, your normal system of lymph, and extract it from the body. That's the normal way. This is meant to bypass that. And so it creates a toxic payload that will be triggered, as he explained. That's exactly what he's, it's exactly right. It's critically important. And I just want to emphasize, I've been talking about this as long as he has, maybe longer, because I was talking about it in the 2007s. I knew their plan. But I people people just looked at me like, oh really? Oh no, that's not that's nonsense. No, folks, this has been in the works for well over 20 years. This is not just something they just come up with uh, because they felt like it. Okay, no, no, no. This goes back decades. 
You just don't have the infrastructure of the, the health organizations of the states and the local cities and even nations now uh, able to take over complete dictatorial control because of a pandemic that's coming. That's, that's the bird flu hoax they did. Remember that, folks? We're going to have a bird flu. We've got to check all these wild birds that are dying. We've got to kill, kill millions of chickens, right, worldwide, because there's, there's a virus that's going to be passed on to people. That's nonsense. A virus is not a living, breathing creature. It's dead cell material. You cannot catch a virus. You can catch a microplasm. You can catch a bacteria. But you cannot catch a virus. You have to have a virus injected into you. I've said this so many times, I'm tired of saying it. But the media, the mass media, oh, virus, virus, virus mania. Virus mania. People are afraid of catching a virus. No, you have a seasonal influenza virus. Influenza means it's influenced. It means your body is cleaning house. It's part of your natural immune system. You have a sore throat, you have a fever, you have toxins being dumped out of your lymph system. Sit back, take a lot of fluids, drink a lot of water, relax, don't get stressed out, and it'll pass in usually 10 days. Microplasms, according to Dr. Kerry Madej and others who have other, other part of this, a microplasma is a whole different animal. It's a cross between a, bi- a bacteria and a yeast. It's a fungi. It's a pathogen. It's a pathogenic structure. Now, I, I told Dr. Batar and Dr. Madej both, my guess, it's a cross between bacteria and fungi and a microplasm. And Dr. Madej had all the smoking guns of that. She has it. She was almost assassinated. They, they tried to take down her plane. I interviewed the, and I played the, the, her video that I interviewed with her. She was saved from that by, by divine intervention. The message is simply this, folks. Do not, do not let them jab you and put toxins into your body. It's stupid. It's absolutely irresponsible. Don't, don't be ignorant enough to believe it. I love what Dr. Batar said. He's tired of it, too. He's warned, and we've all warned. We've screamed it. Do not allow the jabs. Don't worry about your job. Jobs come and go. Your life is what's important. Stop. Stop now. The tide is starting to turn. They want you to believe the vast majority of people have been jabbed. That's just not true. The vast majority of people have taken one jab, but not not a lot of the boosters, folks. The body is resilient. The human body is amazing. It can cleanse out toxins. But see, we've got to make make people alert and aware of how your body works and the very nature of what a virus is. Good heavens, a virus is, again, something you cannot catch. It has has to be injected into you. Hydrogel payload, absolutely very much a possibility. You can't catch HIV. You can't catch AIDS from sitting on on a... on an infected toilet seat, and you can't catch it from somebody coughing on you. So be, in, be just aware of what what we're really talking about here. Okay? Can you hear me okay, yes. Bill? I'm, 
Yeah, we hear you fine, Dr. True. And, and that goes back to what you and I have done many shows on. It's all based on the cellular terrain. That's why, you know, doing our 21-day cleanse with your pure minerals and, and keeping your immune system strong, not poisoning vaccine, you know, yeah, absolutely. You know, there's the the calcium ion channels that are in your body. These are calcium ion channels. Dr. Linus Pauling, my mentor, wrote the book on the calcium cascade, the calcium replacements, and the ion channels. As your body starts to detox from its from its billions of dead and dying cells, that's what our body does. Our body replaces our dead and dying cells every seven years. It's amazing. Every seven years, you get a whole new set of trillions of individual cells. Where does the dead cells go? The dead cell material is what we know as viruses. That's the bottom line here. There's a, there's a plethora. There's many, many different structures of DNA in our dead cells. So don't, don't fear a virus. What you need to fear is government people in white coats coming and say, roll up your sleeve, I've got something for you. I want to inject a toxic load into your veins. That's what you need to fear. Okay? Just can't say it often enough. And, and yeah, well, have I been attacked over this? You bet your bottom dollar I have. I'm tired of it. You know, it's uh, Dr. Batar and others, Dr. Madej, I can go on and on, Dr. David Martin. You know, I can let whistle blow so long. And then you have to decide for yourself. And so, you know, it's become self-evident. I submit it's self-evident to what we've said starting in 2020. I started blowing the whistle on this in 2019, for heaven's sakes. I blew the whistle with all that nonsense about a hospital ship. Oh, we're going to come up to New York Harbor and, and have a hospital ship for all the millions of dead and dying patients from the inevitable pandemic. Nobody talked about the hospital ship had to just kind of retreat because there was none of this nonsense. I reported on this on my radio show continuously. Where's all the dead and dying of this pandemic? No, the danger is and the vaccine is being prepared. That's the dead and dying that will come. So, Dr. Rashid Buttar, you're right on point. May you rest in peace. I honor you. I mean, uh, and that's another thing. You know, death is not the end. Death is a doorway and a new beginning. We shouldn't fear death. I don't. I fear what I that I don't do my job well enough until a time when I go home. Okay, death is a doorway. Don't be afraid of it. Okay, guys. And obviously, obviously, he was right on. I mean, why, why would they target him? Why would they kill him? So it's just confirmation what he's saying. And I'm just so excited that he tied in something that you and I have just been since COVID started. You and I have been exposing that COVID is not. It's it's radiation poisoning people. This is what this is why they quarantined us at the beginning of this whole hoax is so they could put up all the 5G towers and all the satellites in the sky and then inject everybody who are walking antennas. And and this and this is what COVID supposedly is, radiation poisoning and so-called COVID is just lack of oxygen in the cells, which is radiation poisoning, lack of taste, lack of smell. Me and Dr. True have been covering this for two years now. We can go to our uh, Podbean page, Button the Cell, um, 
podbean.com and I have every description that we are in. And once I send the description this afternoon, they'll post it up tomorrow. Uh, you can download it. You can share it with people. You know, everybody thought me and Dr. Drew were crazy saying this stuff, but this is what's going on. And, and now Dr. Drew Talker is given the ultimate uh, ex-pandemic, um, and they're going to cause it with these pulses that he's talking about, and, and people are going to start dropping dead. Uh, 80% and they're going to blame it on another whatever virus, and everybody's going to go get more vaccine. It's just so transparent when you have eyes to see and ears to hear. And that's what we're doing is trying to wake you up and, and strengthen your immune system. Eat right. You know, eat organic food. Don't eat the pesticides. Don't eat the hormones. You know, you can uh, take your minerals, take your, go back to the basics of strengthening your immune system so that you're not the victim to so many people that we're going to see all around us. The scriptures talk about 10,000 on one side and 1,000 on the other, and we're supposed to keep walking forward. And we've really got to get, we've got to pick up the, the misinformed masses because, you know, you know, Lisa and I both were victims of all victims through the injury and the death of my child, the injury of her two sons. And, and we're fearless as well. We're, we, we fear one and one only, and that's the creator of the universe, Yahuwah. That's who we fear. We don't fear being. And we're being obedient um, to you today to make you understand what's really going on. As Dr. True and I taught at the very beginning, viruses don't exist. It's the condition of your cells. It's your cellular terrain. And that's the biggest lie my husband would, would teach after I would do my message in honor of my baby girl. He did the Baptist message all over the world. The first thing for 15 years, the first thing he would teach after my presentation was Antoine Bichon's research where Louis, I mean, Antoine taught Louis Pasteur and Louis Pasteur, he literally admitted Antoine's right. It's the cellular terrain. It's not the germs that causes disease. It's the cellular terrain. How strong is your opinions? You're breaking up really bad, uh, Renee. I got you have a, kind of a poor bandwidth. I hope I'm coming through loud and clear. But I just, again, I don't have a lot of time either. We've got uh, just a few minutes left. Let me just jump in and, and again reiterate. And I did talk to Dr. Batar about this, reminding him. And it's a message that I think is always important to understand. The the critical component of these jabs and these boosters is to sever the. VMAT2 connections in your genes. It's a gene replacement therapy. Vesicular monoamine transport gene, the VMAT2, B-M-A-T-2 gene. When that's severed, what happens is a silver cord connects you to, to your creator is severed, and then you really are, are walking around angry all the time. You care about yourself. You become almost like a, a predator. You become uh, the law of the jungle type of, of thing. The love that you have for others will eventually wax cold. That's Matthew chapter 24, if you believe in the Bible, ladies and gentlemen. The love of many in the last days, our Savior warned us, will wax cold. That's the best way to describe what happens when your VMAT2 gene, is, your God gene, is severed in your body. You begin to look at yourself first, 
what's in it for me. I'm going to jump over everybody else and smash everybody as long as I get front stage. That's the Bill Gates billionaire mentality of the world, ladies and gentlemen. Don't think, don't, don't believe for one minute this is not real. I mean, people are driving crazy in the world today. I mean, the highways, people are just, i got to get here first. I'm going to drive my Tesla right and cut everybody off in, te- in, in traffic. It's gotten worse and worse talking to highway patrolmen, friends of mine. It's insanity. But it's, again, going back to what Dr. Batar, uh, this is his focus, his tribute today. The payload is, is in people's cells. It will be triggered. The equivalent of Marburg, hemorrhagic fever, you just start bleeding into your lungs. That's how you die. What, what hemorrhagic fever is, ladies and gentlemen, your, your lungs begin to bleed profusely and you drown in your own blood. That's how you die. It's serious as can be. And, you know, Mr. Bill Gates, he warned about the second next pandemic. This COVID-19 is nothing. He said, wait till the next one is. Well, they, they put the seeds, they planted the seeds, and they're watering it. And they just need to trigger it. So that's the message. Take it for what it's worth. Uh, Renee, thanks for having me on the show. I'll, I'll, I'll let you take it from here and, and close us out. Okay, dear? Yeah, thank you, Dr. True, for taking the time. Issa, do you have any comments, babe? I just wanted to ask Dr. Two one more thing before he goes. Um, I heard Dr. Buttar also say that they're putting the hydrogel in other injections now. So even if you go to the dentist and get an injection there, you're getting the hydrogel. Is that correct? Well, hydrogel has always been kind of uh, part of the vaccine agenda well before 2019. So it's nothing really new on the hydrogel. It's just the structure of the payload that's new, and that's so look at the history of hydrogel. It's nothing really brand new. So, yeah, I think it's, again, the patents, uh, what actually goes in. I like what Dr. Batar said about, for heaven's sakes, Roundup. You know, Roundup, uh, the, the chemical he talked about, it causes cancer to, to cells, cancer cells to go crazy. It's like putting kerosene on a fire. Now, we see all these people that have had cancer in remission, whether it's breast cancer or leukemia. They take a booster and boom, it's suddenly full-blown and they die of cancer in a week or two. That's because of that doggone Roundup stuff. I mean, come on. Isophate, yeah. Uh, we have it on the back of our Educate Before You Vaccinate card. is one of the many poisons and vaccinations that we've been sending out for free all over the world for over 20 years. Um, and we encourage anyone to call an order for a package. We'll send it out to you to plant seeds. We tell people plant the seed and God will grow the seed. Give them a website to go to to educate themselves with, with truth instead of just blindly trusting their medical doctor with their children especially, but of course with themselves as well with this whole COVID hoax. Um, again, you know, we as victims uh, are just trying to prevent it from hap- you know, to happening to someone else, but we had to you know, learn the hardest way possible and, uh, you know, and, and what to do about it. I mean, the whole thing, the whole thing, as we're saying, is, and we have many past shows, so please visit our Podbean and download the shows and re-listen to them and um, learn that we have to get our cellular terrain. We have no choice because we have to, our immune system has to be strong to be able to not become a victim to the enemy's agenda because this is totally the agenda of a loser for I call him. Um, and, uh, and we have the, you know, we have the solutions for that. Um, 
So yeah, so the hydrogel, definitely. I just did some major dental work. I mean, fortunately, I went to a biological dentist, so I know she was using the cleanest of the cleanest of everything. But if you're going to, you know, a regular dentist, you're probably using that as well. Um, but uh, but you know, again, just don't take the vaccine. That's the whole thing we're trying to, you know, get across here is not any vaccine. I mean, me and Linda, me and Issa have been saying this for how long now? Have we known each other, sweetheart? Twenty years, more than twenty years. Um, yeah, 22 22 years we met back in 2001 a couple years after my baby girl passed away yeah and that was very very divine um uh we have a couple more minutes so why don't we share just so we can make people understand how this was uh, a much stronger power uh than us that brought you and i together uh, you know because we've been fighting the fight a very long time together uh we had a non-profit in honor of my little girl, my four-year-old baby girl, Casey, called Casey's Quest. Back in, uh, she passed in 99, and then shortly after, um, I started the Casey's Quest, which is the Florida chapter of Autism Autoimmunity Project that was founded by Ray Gallup. He had an autistic, vaccine-injured son at the time, was 19 years old, um, who aggressively was, he, he grew bigger than him, and, and Eric was old, I mean, uh, uh, Ray was getting older, and his wife, Helen, and he almost literally bit his finger off uh, one day. He called me and told me, and he had he was forced to institutionalize him. Um, he did pass the baton over to myself. Um, I became the president of Autism Immunity Project. Issa was our second was a board member. We had a whole nonprofit competing with Autism Society of America, uh, National Alliance for Autism Research, all the big autism organizations, and of course everybody laughed at us because we're the ones that said vaccines were causing our baby's autism. Um, we had Dr. Wakefield, Andrew Wakefield in 2001. Uh, shortly after me and Issa came together, we, we had uh, Dr. Andrew Wakefield at a conference in South Florida in Fort Lauderdale on 17th Street Causeway at the Marriott, it was called. And 600 people came to see his research and we were able to raise $40,000 for his in- Oh, looks like we lost you, Renee. Dependent and biomedical type of doctors that help these kids. Um, but um, we have like two more minutes. I just want to share the testimony. Why don't you go ahead and start what happened, Isa? Well, how about if I close with a poem instead? That's fine, too. <laughs> Pharma shares a poison. It's in our children's brains. She thought we wouldn't notice, but we recognize her sin. She offers up her recipes and tells us that they're good, while enticing those in power to mandate them if they would. Her purse is large, her scruples few. Many have obtained great wealth by pushing her toxic brew. And don't be fooled by thinking there's accountability. Laws have been passed exempting her from liability. Her tentacles reach far and wide. Don't be her victim, too. Say no to vaccinations and what pharma wants forced on you. Hallelujah. We still have another minute, so I'm going to share what happened. So she goes to her pediatrician, a holistic pediatrician, Dr. David Berger in Aventura, Florida, and she gives her autism awareness poem because Issa is a poet and she's amazing. She's got tons of poetry we're going to be releasing soon. Um, And uh, she gives her poem to the receptionist as she's paying. And the receptionist says to her, I think you should get a hold of this lady. And she gives her our educate before you vaccinate business card. She calls me. And within five minutes, I said, 
would you like to be a board member? <laughs> She's like, what's a, what do I have to do? What's a board member? I'm like, I have no idea. My attorney just told me we need to create a board because now Ray has given me the whole nonprofit. And anyway, long short, uh, it was nothing but the creator of the universe bringing together two moms on a mission, lions protecting our cubs that are ruthless when it comes to being a voice for them. And uh, everybody knows I lost mine at four years of age. She still has a beautiful son, uh, 26 now. That's her other half as far as I'm concerned, and she knows too, um, as well as an older little boy that was injured, not as severe, but uh, but her younger one is definitely severely autistic. So thank you for being on, Issa. Any final words, baby? Love you all. Well, just thanks. Uh, yeah, keep it keep going. Dr. Picard's, uh his work with uh, with his son, who was vaccine injured and became autistic, is legendary as well. May he rest in peace. Thanks, ladies. God bless yes, everybody. Thank you, Dr. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. All right, you're listening to Vaccine Information Coalition. Our shows can be accessed later at whatinthecell.podbean.com, or you can even download the Podbean app if you have an artificial intelligent phone, which I do not. Hallelujah. Um, But if you have one, you can download the Podbean app and put in what in the cell and you'll see our shows. And you can also help defend all the trolls that the powers that be have hired to discredit our radio shows. Um, And then you can also go to the front page of our VAC info. V as in Victor AC, I, N as in Nancy, F as in Frank O, vacinfo.org website. And right underneath the little boy flexing his muscles, you'll see the archive button. And that'll take you straight to our whatinthecell.podbean.com. We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Our contact number is 954-347-9671. We thank Progressive Radio Network for allowing us to give you this uncompromised truth. And God bless. The official word on the MRNA 